What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese coming to you today with another episode of Talking Football. The Pro Bowl has a new home. The Madden cover has been released. We're going to be talking on that quite a bit because I don't think they fixed anything other than the freaking cover. Kyle Shanahan has been extended. Miles Garrett wants a lot of money. The story that had just broke Twitter yesterday that had everyone's attention with Oklahoma State, Chuba Hubbard and his story and the apology from the coach. We will be getting in that today. But first and foremost, Justin Treese, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. Uh, I think you actually meant the lack of apology from the head coach of Oklahoma State, but we'll get into that. Let's uh, actually just get into that right now, honestly. I mean, okay, let's, let's just start it. it with it. Let's do it's it. the most recent, most important thing, I think, on the list. But I think you're right. What the coach, Mike Gundy, was wearing, uh, just kind of very insensitive. Uh, I think you, as a coach in that position, you have to be aware of everything you do and wear, uh, especially a new station shirt. I don't understand why somebody would wear a shirt uh, that is for a news station. I don't know just who does that. Like I think that's just kind of a weird thing in general. So I feel like you almost kind of know what you're doing in a sense. But when you look into that organization and things that they have said about the Black Lives Matter movement, um, it's very insensitive to everything going on in today's world. And I loved the reaction of Chuba Hubbard's teammates um, in response to his tweet and former players that went to the university. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. So the biggest thing to me was actually Justice Hill jumping in, who has not been with. Oklahoma State for over a year now since he left and now is a Baltimore Raven. And he was like, yeah, major changes need to be said. Like he clearly there's something brewing there from the past. Um, So for me, I just like I get it. Like I get the whole video that they did and I thought it was good. Honestly, it would have been a very good video if Gundy would have also apologized. It just looks very bad when it's only Hubbard that's apologizing. And I get Hubbard. He's like, hey, I should have, like, if he feels like, hey, I should have gone to you man-to-man face-to-face and said this over rather than just going onto social media. Like, I can get that. Like, I can understand why he's like, hey, I wish I did this differently. But there should have been an apology for Gundy. Not like, oh, there's going to be changes made. How about, hey, sorry, super, super insensitive shirt. Shouldn't have worn that. And if you... Or whatever side you're on, Gundy, like, just say it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, it's something that we've said before and I've said a lot in a lot of conversations. This should not be a political stance. It's, it should be a one-stance human rights type deal. It should not be turned into Republicans versus Democrat type aspect. The issue with this is not that it's a Republican or conservative-based news outlet. It's what the news outlet has already publicly announced with their opinion on the Black Lives Matters movement. That's the issue here, not the coach being a proud conservative. That's ultimately that's the problem. So that's where the issues come in. And like you said, Trees, I don't get why Chuba was the only one that apologized. That just doesn't make sense to me. But. I guess that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles at times, but I think it's something that a lot of people saw and a lot of people recognize and a lot of people see within Oklahoma State uh, in that example, especially with Justice Hill saying something previous from his time there. But that's about all I have to add to that uh, conversation. Anything else you want to add to that topic? 
No, I think that's about it. I think, uh, I mean, a lot of people have said exactly what we've said on Twitter. I think I really want to believe that like 95% of America is on one side and we got to just beat that few um, and get them understanding and moving over to our side. But I truly believe that um, the change is in, in effect. It's going to be a long process. It is not going to be a quick fix, but you want to know what? I think that our generation is making that change, right? Um, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. I believe that our generation is starting the movement and it is up to our children to officially put it to rest. That's the way I feel. I think that it is up to our children to be like, our parents started something, we're finishing it, so then they can say our kids will never have to see it ever again. Yep. Bingo, bingo. Love it. Uh, Starting off with the other topic that's kind of just started today before we hopped on to start recording. Uh, 2021 Pro Bowl has been announced location-wise. It's going to be in Vegas. Uh, I wonder how long they plan on having everyone in Vegas before they play the football game. Because shit is going to get wild for a Pro Bowl game in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. So... I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, the Pro Bowl, who gives a shit? Nobody watches it. Nobody does this. Yeah, sure. The game's not that fun, but the week of the Pro Bowl is very fun. So I've been to the Pro Bowl in Hawaii, and it is a very, very fun event. You don't know. Have I not told you this? No, you have not freaking told me this. That's uh, amazing. So my my older sister was a dancer, and she danced at the halftime show. So me and my family all got a free trip. So um Oh, man, 15 years ago now. So you were 30? So I was 30? (laughs) You're so funny. You're Uh hilarious. Do do we want to talk about birthdays right now? Um, Yikes, yikes. Yikes, yikes. Happy Um, belated birthday, brother. (laughs) Um, So, but the the point is, the the whole week is fun. There's tons of events. It's just like the draft. The draft is a very fun event. When I went to the one in Chicago in 2016, was there multiple days early? And it's just like, it's fun for the fans. You get to interact with other fans, sometimes players. Uh, you get to do all sorts of things. So, um, sure, the game. It's not very fun. We all understand that. There's not a lot of point to it. But it's the event that is why it's cool. And it being in Vegas, yeah, I'll be there. Five-hour drive? Sure, why not? Yeah, no joke, especially for you. That'd be be pretty freaking cool. Do you think you're going to go to any Raiders games? Um, Yes, I think I will. I will go to at least one. I don't don't know how many I'll actually go to, but I'll go to one. Maybe I'll try – I mean, they'll be super expensive, but maybe I'll try to go to the Chiefs one. All righty. All right, all right, all right. I mean, if I'm going to go there and spend the money, it's going to be for a team that's like, yes, I, you have to see this team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, like, That's fair. That's really effort. understandable. So, like, I'm not – I mean, I can't say anything about their division because actually all, I think their entire division would be fun to see. I think that the Chargers – The Broncos would be fun. And the yes. Broncos are going to be fun. And that game's going to be – the Broncos one, though, I think is actually going to be the most expensive just because there's so many Broncos fans around here. Like, cause they're, they're technically the closest NFL team to me, the Broncos are. So I think. Aside so, from the Raiders now? or? Um, aside from the Raiders now, yes. Correct. 
Damn. So I just think so. There's just a ton of Broncos fans around my neighborhood. So I think that that game will just be very expensive. Like I have actually have a, f- a few neighbors that have season tickets to the Broncos, and then they just sell their tickets and they just go to like two games a year, and then they just sell the other six. So, anyways, moving on though, because nobody cares about my neighbors or my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, uh, moving on though, uh, let's talk about this kicker for the New York Giants. I don't know if you've read the whole story here. Hit and run, blood all over him. The cops think that alcohol was involved. Just a crazy story, and just not. I mean, obviously you never want this as a as an organization or a business or anything. But man, what really bad timing for all this. Especially for the New York Football Giants, like just this <laughs> one thing you just don't want to happen this off season. But the one thing that I read about it is that when the cops found him or, you know, he was put in custody or whatnot, he had blood all over his legs and feet. Yeah. I did. Did he was it like a hit and run as in he hit somebody with his car and then got out and ran? No, no. I mean, that that would make more sense on why he has blood all over him. But no, from my understanding is he literally hit somebody and then ran or didn't actually run, drove away. The ran equals drive. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy, though. Like, I, I still want to read up more on it. And I, I'm actually, more news is just coming out as we're talking right now. So, we don't have all the whole story right now. Uh, probably more that we'll talk about next episode because we'll have more of the story there. But um, just because it just broke, I thought that was crazy and just such a, such a bad look. Really is. Very much so. Oh, man. Um, so now let's just let's get into it. I think we're going to be on this topic for a little bit. The cover of Madden has been released. Uh, it's Lamar Jackson. Good for him. Happy for him. Uh, the thing with the video game, it, I don't think it looks any different. Like, I don't I don't I don't get it. It didn't look any better than what last year's was. It doesn't look like they did anything to the franchise mode that's been released yet. I mean, what are we going to get? Another, what's that quarterback mode that they put in? QB1 or whatever? It's not QB1 because that's the TV The long show, shot? It is QB. Yeah, long shot. Yep. Yeah, are we going to get another stupid-ass season of that that's done in two days? I'm all right. Like, I mean, Madden, what are you doing here? Like, you have a cool cover. You have, you're the only game that's allowed to be there because you're EA and the NFL just doesn't really give a shit about it it feels like and the game sucks i mean it, it sucks i'm gonna play i'm gonna go home and play i'm gonna play tree center tonight probably and get pissed off during the whole time but fuck man i've been playing franchise mode for four straight years on the like in the video game i've played four seasons uh back to back to back almost gonna be to back super bowl champs we're in undefeated season right now oh uh, uh, yeah you're welcome talking so- to me I love how you can like, go through the news feed and like watch what your friends are doing and whatnot. You've had some intensely close games in the playoffs. <laughs> intensely what? close. Like you 100%. won back to back by one point. I think you won like a 23-24 and like a 33-32 or something like that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> uh, so the Browns are really, really, really good uh, in this in the addition of it. I mean, as they should be if all goes well for them. 
and I every time I play him, I just smoke the shit out of him. Well, it comes in the playoffs, and I don't I don't play defense. I've I've said fuck defense. Defense computer, it's done. That's it. Shoot over. I'll play all the offense. I get the ball with like a minute 13 and one timeout, and I'm on my 15 yard line because our defense stopped him and they punted it. I somehow march all the way down the field, throw a last second throw, rolling to the left, get Patrick Mahomes to get his feet set, and I just zip one across the middle of the field. I hit possession catch. My receiver just catches the ball and drops. Fucking touchdown, tie game, kick the field goal, win it. I'm going to the Super Bowl. Uh, that ended up being a blowout, I believe. But that game, and then the one before, I think, was against the Titans. And I think I had a screen game go for, like, a big positive yardage amount. And I ended up scoring to win as well. So, close games in the in the last round of the playoffs. Yeah, fuck the Titans. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, I had to get that in. Um, here's what they need to do. And, yeah, I'm going to be that guy. From a guy that's made video games for nine-plus years in his life, um, they, they need to do what Call of Duty did and have two different companies making games so it's every other year uh, because there's just not enough time to make differences, to make big changes. There's just not enough time because you don't really have one year. Um, for those of you that – want to know like having to go through localization of like changing and like with like languages and then going through the copyrights and then going through actually making discs and where the game has to be ready like you have to do that four months three to four months in advance so you really have about seven eight months to actually make differences in the game so it's not that easy. It's not that easy to make ginormous changes in that short of amount of time. Yeah, but the, I feel like the ginormous differences can just be altered in the algorithm of the game, can it? Like the field awareness. You're, you're just saying words. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I is that is that wrong though? Like, don't you have an algorithm for the movement of the players and stuff? Isn't that how it works? Like very deep behind the scenes. And like the the physical the physics aspect of the game. I mean, yes, there is, but it's but you change something and it can easily break something else. Like it's not like a oh let me just twist this knob and twist this knob and it's going to work. That's just not how it works. That's not the reality. Well, then stop As, charging me sixty fucking dollars a game. I'm not or saying charging that's everyone wrong. that a month. I'm not saying you're wrong there. I, I do think that games are overpriced, but we also have to remember that companies, they don't make money on the console. They always lose money, even for how expensive they are. Like, that's the reality of it. You, you All of us think, holy shit, let's talk about the PS5. PS5 rumored to be anywhere from $500 to $700. That's the rumor. Yikes. It's cost more than that to make that. So the way they're making their money is from games because the company has to make money that actually makes the game plus the royalties that have to go back to playstation or ea or wherever so um i disagree with you uh i think games are very very expensive um but i also understand why they are 
Um, so what I'm saying is I think it would make a big difference is if you had two companies making every other year and as that one company is making changes, you put it into a repository so this other company can grab it. So they're keeping up to date plus making changes. So it'll give them over a year, about a year and a half, uh, a little less than a year and a half uh, of actually making changes. That's why Call of Duty always looks so dramatically different and plays different each year. It's because you're having multiple companies or even more people building the games. So why is Madden not doing that? Who makes the game? Like EA makes the game? No, it'll be like a third-party company that makes the game. I don't know who makes Madden anymore. Like I just don't. I don't yes, pay attention to that. Not was not. I thought you just had like an EA Sports office, and these are people in there just making the game. So there is, there is that. Um, but. EA is all, or I mean, Madden has always been built by a different company. Like it just, it started out that way and it's just, they've let that company just keep rolling with it. And EA owns that company. So technically they are a branch of EA, but they are not, like when those employees get paid, they are not getting paid by EA. They're getting paid by this company because EA is paying that company, if that makes sense. So, um, Let's get back to the reality of this, though. Let's talk about, like, that. that's getting too technical. Let's get into the actual... No, I mean, that's, that's interesting, though, because I didn't know that. So, I think Madden can make dramatic changes. I, I totally agree with you there. I also truly believe that you get upset over some things that I don't think you should be getting upset over at the same time. Like what? Throwing the ball into fucking triple coverage and it gets intercepted? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, for but sure. But when I throw a freaking ball and it is nowhere near the target and it says bullet pass inaccurate, but it's the best fucking player in the game, I'm going to be upset that the ball was somehow 20 feet further right than the receiver when there's nobody around. You want me to press the fucking analog stick right to aim the ball. Why do you have a consistent aiming thing that just keeps rolling across the screen at times? Because when it's fucking third and ten and I have a guy coming out of a break, I want the ball there after the break. Not at the sideline. It's fucking – if it was Chad hitting playing quarterback, I would understand. But when it's Patrick Mahomes and the dude's on the fucking cover of the game, I'm, I'm getting mad about thinking about it right now. And what also makes me mad is when I have Tyreek Hill running a streak on the right side of the field and he beats the corner off the line of scrimmage, blows right by him, and I'm like, tap circle. Just going to drop it right in the bread basket. Then you, you switch to Tyreek Hill and you press square for a receiving catch so they continue to catch the ball and just keep running. They go into this stupid fucking animation where he doesn't just keep running straight he like starts running at a sideways to like catch it in a basket like this, and then he steps out of bounds. Why? Why can't the ball just go <laughs> catch on score? Thank you. He's already beat him. Okay, and again, like I said, there are certain things that I agree with, and that is going to be one of them. What are what are the things you don't agree with? 
I think when we play, I can only speak for when we play each other. Kind of makes me mad. You get super upset on things and you say, no, that can't be done. When in reality, I think you're taking that away from me because I told my players to go to this spot because I know what you're doing uh, as an offense. And you can't say that's not true because there was a time a couple weeks ago when you were like, okay, what are my players running? And I named all four routes that your wide receivers were running. And I said, am I right? And you said, how did you know that? That was your response. <laughs> so I feel like when you get mad and so, say that, uh, that's unrealistic, I think that you were taking that away from me of me actually understanding what you were going to do. And I put my players in that position. I think that is so, rude to me. So, so I'm not gonna. I'm not about to give you credit. Um, let's just say that first off, I'm not gonna give you credit. Uh, and second, that was not a couple weeks ago. That was about months ago. Uh, I was still Doesn't in Kansas matter. City, sitting in my living room. And since, same, and since same then, big difference. I've grown a lot as a player since then after learning that. Because <laughs> uh, I believe the next game I got a W, and you were scared to play me for like six months later. So that's. My point of view on that, um, yes, you are good at Madden. Uh, I don't understand how you knew <laughs> what fucking play I was going to run when I didn't even know what pit, what play I had originally picked because I was scrolling through the playbook and just pressed a fucking play <laughs> because I was already annoyed. And here you come going, uh, this guy's running a post, this guy's running an in, he's going to run an out, and this guy's running a hitch. <laughs> and I'm just like... I don't even know why I'm playing. Like, why, <laughs> why did I say yes? And that's how I felt the, a couple weeks ago when we did play. I threw a ball across the middle of the field. Uh, receivers wide open, crossing it. All of a sudden, the safety, like shot out of a fucking cannon, just goes through tight. I mean, not not in front of, through Tyreek Hill, and catches the ball. He runs it back for a pick six, and I just calmly said, "I'm going to bed." That's it. I'm done. I'm going to bed. I'm sorry, but I'm done. I said goodnight and goodbye. I held down the PlayStation button, turned off the PlayStation. I went brush my teeth and I went to bed. That was it. That's that's how you got an end those type of moments. And I felt like I handled that maturely. Uh, I don't always handle Madden maturely, but that that time I felt like I did. Yeah. The great news is I think you like it still eats me up that you beat me that one time. Like that's what it that's what it comes down to. The good news that was, is I, that's the most calm I've ever been playing you because because a lot of my anger doesn't come from the offensive side of the ball. It comes from when I'm on defense. Yeah. Because it's like my defensive players become so stupid, <laughs> even when I'm controlling them. I I doesn't I get irate playing defense. Yeah. I actually think so. We I do this with my friends, and given we don't live next to each other, so we can't do it. But we would always like I would play defense, and I'd let them play offense, and it was actually really fun. And I think that we actually would be a great combination of that. Just let me run the defense. Once I get the pick, I just hand you the controller. You take care of business on offense. I sit down, eat some nachos. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know what we're eating for dinner that night. And then after you score. My turn again. It's actually a great, a great thing. So it actually would be. 
one of these days when we see each other again, God, it might be a mobile. I might have to just pack up at that time the PS5. And we'll, one night we're like, hey, we're not going out, guys. We're just playing Madden tonight. We will get there a night early. <laughs> that or, would, or we'll be there on Saturday. When there's nothing to do Saturday, we will play Madden. That would actually be a lot of fun. That would um, be. Speaking of that, I'm on a just a tear right now on online. I, I'm just I'm dominating everybody. So anybody that wants to challenge me on PS5 or PS4, whenever like PS4 for now, PS5 in a couple months it doesn't matter. Say you already got it. <laughs> soon enough. Soon enough. Um, I'm a down, and let's just make it interesting. Um, let's we'll we'll make a little bet. And we're not going to do bet where we make money. We'll put it to a like a, a foundation, like Matt's, right? Like 417 Foundation. All right. We can do like 20 bucks a game. Loser loser gives Matt and 417 Foundation 20 bucks. So whoever wants to donate to charity and be nice, hit me up, and we'll play. Wow. Oh. All right. Okay. Done deal. All right. I think that's enough Madden talk, for the, but we have to already talk about the PS5. What are your thoughts? A lot of people are making fun of how it looks. I honestly think it looks cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't give a shit what it looks like. I mean, it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be sitting there staring at it. It's gonna go right underneath my TV, uh, on my entertainment center, and that's gonna be it. That's it. Are you gonna get the one that allows discs or the digital one only? Dude, I don't know. That's tough because I mean, they're gonna be like, I have some movie discs, but it's just kind of like, is the disc worth it? It I, honestly, it'll come down to what's cheaper. I mean, really. Digital one is supposed supposedly about fifty to seventy five dollars cheaper. That's it. Yeah. Then you might as well just get the one with the disc in it then. Yeah. So like for me, I think I want the digital one just because I don't want, but like. You know this, but a lot of people don't. Like, I have every single Madden up above my TV. Every single Madden, from the first Madden to this year's. Like, I have them. Um, I've not I've seen shown, that. Oh, I've shown you this. I think uh, I, when we first started doing the podcast, so it's been a okay. long time. It's been it's been a year and a half. I'll sh- I'll send you a picture tonight. But um, yeah, so I have all of them. Um. And so, like, that's the hard part. But then I'm like, well, you know what? I'll just wait two years, and I'll just go to online and buy the two-year-old Madden for, like, $3 and get the, the cover that I actually want. Um, notice how I did not say GameStop because I don't support them. But um, I'll go somewhere else. Um, but that's what – but I still like the digital one. Like, you and I did digital this year, and it's been super nice. The the version of Madden, yeah. I've, yeah. So I've done, I've done like actual digital video games probably the last three or four years. But my biggest issue has just been the amount of space that it takes up on the PlayStation. And if you want to get another game, you have to you you know you either have to make the decision to delete one or get rid of it. You know, usually it's a, a past year, which is fine. But yeah. So I usually move. I mean, I I delete sometimes as well. But like if it's a big game. I just have an external hard drive, plug it in, and yep. just transfer the that over. But like Madden's, like I'm like I don't need last year's Madden's yep. data. Like I just exactly. don't need it. But like but a Call the, of Duty and that type of stuff, I do keep. But that's the thing. Like would make Madden great is if you were playing on last year, you can just continue it on to the next year. That would be, that would a be good, great. That would be great. 
It would be. Right. Why the fuck aren't they doing I'll it? Make some, I don't know. I'll, I'll make some calls. I'll make some calls. All right. For real? Let's for real. Um, let's do. Let's talk about Brandon Brooks. <laughs> so you're so huge, done with Madden. <laughs> huge, yeah. Um, huge blow to the Eagles. Uh, their stud offensive guard, probably top three in the NFL. Probably yeah. could argue top two. Um, but let's say top three. Huge blow to that offensive line. Uh, hurts Miles Sanders. Obviously hurts Carson Wentz. Just hurts that offense. Hurts the team in general. I said this yesterday when the news broke. Um, it sucks, but it just further validates my thoughts on the Seahawks being the NFC representative in the Super Bowl this year. I, I just think that they're going to be. Um, one thing that they could try to do is pick up Larry Warfield. Uh, Warford, sorry, Warford, uh, from the, the Saints released, stud guard. They released him yes. just for cap space. He's still available. He could slide into that position, and you would still have a top 10 guard in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what they'll do. Um, you do hate to see it for Brandon Brooks. I don't know how it happened. I don't know if he was working out. He was. Um, he was working out. Yeah, so that just that really does suck for him. But like he tweeted out, hey, just going to take this opportunity to get better. Don't forget about me. Going to heal up. I'll come back better than ever. So good for him. Uh, like you said, though, that does suck for the Eagles. But something that is good for another individual on the other side of the country, uh, Kyle Shanahan gets a six-year extension with the San Francisco 49ers. Great for him. Six more years. Because his original deal was six. Him and John Lynch both got six years. Now they're giving Kyle another six. An exciting time for him. One of the best young head coaches in the NFL. You love to see it. Happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it voids out the final three years that he had left and then just starts a new six year. So technically it's a three year extension, um, but it's just a whole new deal in general. So they just wiped out his old one. So um, not just good for him. Good for San Francisco. Uh, they will be around for a while. They will. Um are they going to be making the Super Bowl every year? I just don't think so, but like they will be competing and they are going that offense is always going to be one of the most fun, exciting offenses to watch. Yep. No matter who the quarterback is, whether you're a fan or not of Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan is going to take care of you. Uh let's get into Miles Garrett looking for an extension or when it comes time for an extension, he is wanting 24 to 25 million dollars a season. Yeah. Is he worth it? So why this number is because – and it's not just he wants it. Like there's reports that they're actually in discussions for this. Like this is not just like a he wants it and the Browns are like, yeah, we're not doing that. So he wants to be higher higher than Khalil Mack. I mean that's just how – that's how this works. Khalil Mack is making $23.5 million, So you have to go higher than that and – You'll, at this point, when you're getting that high, it's going to be little numbers. Not, And by little, I mean $1.5 million, something that all of us would take um, in a heartbeat. But uh, when you're talking, when you're over $20 million, it's, you know, it's not as big as what you actually think it is. So is he worth it? Um, I always have a hard time paying a defensive player that much money. Um, it's just hard to build a roster that way. It's just like quarterbacks that are going to make in the 30s it's just hard you you better have a lot of good rookies and you better continue to draft very well or your team is going to be in a lot of trouble uh is he worth it from a skill standpoint yes absolutely 
Damn, I don't know how the Browns have will have any money. Like, I mean, they're going to have to lose. You know, Odell Beckham's probably gone at this point. Javaris Landry's probably gone. So you've lost your receivers. Now you're putting all this money on Miles Garrett. And then the following year, you're going to have to pay Baker Mayfield if he's still your guy. And then you have all these other defensive players that you've drafted. Is this a good idea for them? I mean, that's my is – is this talent worth the money? Yes, he's one of the best in the league. You don't like to see what happened at the end of last year for him to miss the last five games of the year. But damn, dude, that's a shit ton of money, it's especially ton. for that position. Yeah, absolutely a ton. So what are you talking about? What is that? $200 million of your cap space and 25 of it going to go into one player, Miles Garrett. And then, like you said, if you pay Baker Mayfield – Given, I don't think Baker would require the whole $35 million a year. I think you really could get him cheaper. But let's say let's say he wants $25 million. That's yeah. $50 million to two players. But, but who else are they actually paying? You know what I'm saying? Like, actually, at that point, they could keep – they actually could still keep their wide receivers. And then the decision is, what do you do with your running backs here? One of them has to be gone. I mean, and well, I mean, obviously – we Obviously. talked about this last episode with Nick Chubb. Yeah. What are you paying him? One of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. You're you're talking he's probably gonna get eleven million a year, twelve million. And a year. you have the highest paid tight end. And you have the highest paid tight end. I mean And the I, cap I, is probably gonna go down due to due to corona. Correct. For one year and then it'll bounce back up. But still, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I'm interested to watch it up, watch it play out. All right, okay. Knocking fut, brother. But let's go ahead and get into the heart of today's episode: ranking the offense, defense, and special teams of the AFC and NFC South. Let's go ahead and start with the AFC South, Mr. Treese. Who do you have atop the offense in the AFC South? So this one's actually the toughest one, right, uh, in my opinion, because the Colts obviously have the best offensive line. You like their receivers in Hilton, and now you got Pittman. Is Paris Campbell going to become anything? Uh, Jack Doyle is a good tight end. And then their running game with Mack and with JT, uh, J- uh, Taylor, good running game. So I'm going to have to go with them, even though – Here's the deal. If Nuke was still on the Texans, I would argue the Texans. But You're I'm going to go the Colts. I'm taking the Colts as the top offense in this division. It's rough because I actually think Philip Rivers is just not that good anymore. I just don't. And I don't think a lot of people are saying their offensive line and with the Chargers sucked and that's what caused it. I honestly think that he's just not what he used to be. Um, but at the same time, I also think he's better than Brissett. So I think it's an upgrade for him. So I will go to repeat. I will go with the Colts as number one. I mean, I'm going to do the same thing. And I think Philip Rivers is actually going to be really good. I think he's going to have a great year in Indianapolis. I've said this numerous times. He has something there that he never had in San Diego or Los Angeles with the Chargers, an offensive line. He's got a wonderful running back set behind him. Uh, he's got a pretty good receiving core right here. You know, we talk about building a receiving core like a basketball team. Uh, 
got a pretty good setup right there in Indianapolis. So I think Phillip Rivers is going to have a good year in Indianapolis, and he's going to enjoy the last couple years of his career there. Defensive-wise, though, I think this is pretty obvious. you got to go with the Titans. What they've built there has, has been incredible, pretty much helped lead them to the AFC Championship game, along with Derrick Henry's ability to run. I like the Titans' defense in this division. Uh, I also agree with you there. So I will take the – yeah, I'm going to take the Titans. Sorry, I just really had to think that through because if, if Yannick stays, if, if. Yannick is there – I know, I, and I know it's very unlikely, but if he's there this year, right, the Jags play hardball, you have Chase on, you have Josh Allen, you have Yannick, you now have Schobert plus Miles Jack at linebacker, you added um, Henderson, she's brain fart there on my own, <laughs> of my own player, Henderson there, uh, I really like Ronnie Harrison, so yeah. I'll still go with the Titans, but I actually will have the Jags as number two on this defense in this division, even for how much they've lost. <laughs> so the Jags are putting at two? I'm putting the Jags at two on defense. So as I'm actually going to put Yannick the... Is, is you, okay. Is, so I'm going to put the, the Texans at number two. And I know a lot of people might be like, why? Hey, they're secondary. They definitely went from a defensive line team to a secondary team last year after all the trades they made in the season, who they picked up off of waivers, what they've been able to do really helped them last year. It's just, it all kind of just fell apart against the chiefs. I mean, that's all like everything, just anything that could go wrong, went wrong. And everything that went right for the chiefs went perfectly right to help them go to the super bowl and come back from that game and win. Um, so in this division, I'm going to take the Texans uh, and then on it, I'll just final it out. The, the rest of it, for the offense, I have the Titans at number three, and then I have the Jags at number four. So offense, I have Colts, Texans, Titans, Jags. Defense, I have Titans, Texans, Jags, and Colts. Okay, so we're the exact same except for we're tra- we are changing Texans and Jags on defense. That, yep. that's, the, that's the only change. Um, special teams, I will take the Jags at number one. Okay, Lamp- I'm just going to be frank. I know nothing you, about the special know. teams of these teams. So Lambeau was probably the best kicker in the NFL last year. Uh, only missed one field goal. Uh, the year before that, he only missed two field goals or one. Uh, I can't remember. And then they've added Chenault as a returner, and they've added a kid from Memphis, can't remember his name, in the seventh round who ran the 4-3 at the Combine as a return guy. I just think that they have speed there, um, and I think they have the best kicker. So uh, – yeah, and then I'll go – yeah, so – but like you said, you, you don't know the d- other special teams, so I'm not going to go through it as well. So but so offense, we agree. Defense, the only difference is our number two and number three. We just swapped them. Yep. Cool. All right, perfect. NFC South, go ahead and lead us away. <clears throat> offense. So this, this is fun, right, because these, these offenses are just going crazy, and they just all have tons of talent everywhere. Uh, I will stick with the Saints as the number one offense. Uh, adding Emmanuel Sanders, I think that Kamara being healthy is just a big thing. And then I think that 
they find a way to even use Taysom Hill probably a little bit more now, just trying to get him even on the field even more. If this is Breeze's last year, like everybody thinks it's going to be, they have to find a way to get him on the field more. Even if it's not playing quarterback, like just being on the field, getting comfortable there. Yeah, I agree. Um, so for me on offense, I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take them at number one on defense too. Like this is a very complete team. There's no reason why they shouldn't win this division and go compete to be in the Super Bowl with it being Drew Brees is pretty clear last year as an NFL player. Um, it's been a heck of a run. So if you're the Saints, I mean, you've got everything set up across the board pretty much. You're number one offense, number one defense in this division. Just don't fuck it up. That's really yeah. just it. Yep, like you have the last two years, uh, or three years, I guess. Um, but yes, I actually will be taking I will be taking the Saints number one defense as well. So number two offense, I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh, I'm taking the Buccaneers at two. I knew you would. I just think I think that here's the deal. I think that the Falcons have Gurley on a one year deal and they're gonna run him into the ground. They don't care. Yep. Like there's not this long term thing that the Rams had to deal with of like, oh, we have this guy for this long. They have him for one year. If he breaks down at the end of the year, he breaks down. Um, I love Ridley. I love obviously Julio and I just think they're going to be good. I think Matt Ryan is a completely underrated quarterback. I think the offensive line was super young last year, and now now they have a year under their belt with the two rookies, two first-round rookies. So I'm going to take the Falcons at number two. I will take the Buccaneers at number three, and then I will take uh, Panthers at number four. Super hard to say Panthers at number four when they have the best running back in football, and then they have two ro- wide receivers that you and I have been talking about for over a year. I know they have three, but I know that they have Robbie Anderson, who's great. But you and I specifically have talked about how DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are are very good players underrated. We talked about that before last year started. Um, So, yeah, so that will be my rankings. I'm assuming you're going to go with the Falcons number three and then the Panthers at four on defense. Just because I think the Buccaneers, what that offense had before but just pissed away with Jameis, they – is going to double production, I think, with Tom Brady in a way. You know, you're not going to get the the deep shots down the field um, as much, but you're not going to get the turnovers either. Like that offense is going to be cranking it out. So I have that. Do you have the Falcons at three? Just due to the fact Todd Gurley is your running back. If he does get hurt, what do you do? Number four, the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater's your quarterback. The rest of your division is really fucking good. So defense, I have the Saints. Then I go Falcons. If they can stay healthy, all will be well for the Falcons. Then I have the Bucks at three. I think they've done a great in the draft on trying to find young talent. And then I just take the Buccaneers. Um, it just There's no names there that really gets you excited, except for their defensive line. Outside of that, you're kind of just you're limited. And especially going against offenses in this division, it's not looking good. Yeah, Panthers probably have the worst defense in the NFL. That's just the reality of it at this point. Um, so, yeah, uh, we are the same there. So uh, I got the Falcons at number two. I got the Bucks at number three. And then I got the Panthers at four. And it's also hard to say the Panthers, I mean, the Bucks at three, considering you have some very good players there. Devin White and yes. uh, David, and then you got Barrett. I mean, you got some good players there. I just... That Falcons team, if they stay healthy, they can. They are just so fast, big hitters and fast. Yep. So, you know the right. special teams unit. 
Uh, special teams units. Uh, I just I always trust the Saints as they're just very very good there. Like they're just always solid. Uh, I mean, and maybe it's just recency biased here, but with how good the Falcons kicker is at onside kicks, even if they kind of figure it out, that could be a game changer. He also did very good at kicking just during the season. So I would have the Falcons at number two. Um, Bucks at three, Matt Gay, a former Ute, who's very solid. He, he struggled a little bit last year as a rookie, but I think that he'll bounce back. Uh, so I'll have the Bucks at three and then Panthers at four. Uh, their kicker just really struggled at the end of last year, even though he had a fantastic September. I think he won kicker of the month in mm-hmm. September and then just fell apart. Fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> uh, I mean, you hate to see it on this aspect of things, but I mean, we're pretty much in agreement. We talk this much to each other. We watch these many games. We go over everything. It's kind of inevitable that we're going to agree on these topics, but I just hope that listening, you under you hear us agreeing but you hear the topics that we agree on are different than other ones you may hear outside of us. Did that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. Okay. I feel like I struggled <laughs> to get that out, but yes, I think, I think we're pretty much correct on these. It's going to be an exciting season, especially in both of these divisions, just because you don't know what's going to happen in the AFC South. Your injury is going to derail either one of these defenses or offenses. And then with the AFC South, who's coming out on top? Question marks for the Jags at quarterback. The Titans, can they repeat? The Texans, how are they with Bill O'Brien just trying to shit away the team, it feels like? And how does Phillip Rivers do in Indianapolis? Exactly. So it's going to be fun to watch these two divisions, absolutely. All right, so this that does it for today's episode. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find me at Justin Truce. You can find Austin on Twitter at AustinCham33. You can find us at talking underscore football and then as we talked about last episode austin's now on radio daily just minus today because they had a little bit of internet issues uh dang you provider i'm not going to name names but hey it happens from time to time um so austin i'll let you talk talk it through on where you can find you daily yeah, so you can find me on Mic'd Up 1013 here in Joplin, Missouri. We are daily from 2 to 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, if you are in the Joplin area, go to 1013. That is our FM station. If you are elsewhere and you would like to hear me, Matt Miller, and Mello, NFL drafting analyst for Bleacher Report on a daily radio show, uh, like I said, from 2 to 4 Central Time, you can stream us on any radio app that you use. We are going to be there. Just search for Fox Sports Joplin. We will pop up. Search for Miked Up or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. We're literally Miked Up 1013 on everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have the link to our website. Go to the website. Hit the three tabs on the left and just hit listen live. And we'll be there from 2 to 4 Central Time talking to you every day. Awesome. All right, everybody. Tonight we've been talking football. 